Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Clint McGill. Hope you're having a good day out there today and uh, excited that you're joining us here today on the podcast. And uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different than usual. There's no guest that we're going to be interviewing. Uh, we're taking some Q&A from the audience. So I sent out a mass email yesterday and uh, asked people for some questions for the podcast. And uh, man, they came flooding in. I think there's been at least 60 or so. It's only been about 12 hours. But uh, anyway, we're going to uh, try to handle a few here for you and uh, should be good stuff. So uh, before we get started though, I wanna share with you a little five-star review on the Bulletproof Hitter. Clint, my son is eight and now nine playing 9U this fall. We had previously listened to the Bulletproof Hitter during machine pitch because he was nervous during games just trying to make contact with the ball instead of driving through the ball like in practice. It certainly made a big difference this past summer. Now, as he's faced kids pitching, he was able to turn his nervousness into excitement, exclamation point. He's batting 500 now and making solid contact almost every at-bat. He's moved up from the number eight batter to the number three as well. Thanks for all you do. The program really works. Wade. Awesome, Wade. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to share that with me. And uh, just excited that uh, your boy's having positive results. It's always, always cool to hear. And... Um, I don't want to say surprising, but it's just always just gets me every time to be like, man, these techniques really work when a kid can put them into practice. So uh, good job by him for doing that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get to question number one. And this first question here comes from James. My daughter is having problems with a couple of girls on her softball team. Their bad attitudes are affecting the other girls' enjoyment of the game and are making the dugout a negative place to be. If anything goes wrong during the game, these girls will exhibit bad body language on the field when they'll run off the field in tears after they uh, strike out or pop out and throw their helmets. If my daughter or another girl on the team tries to cheer them up, they are told to shut up or leave me alone. The coach has tried to address it both directly with the girls and their parents and as a whole team, but it's starting to affect the team's performance. Besides just telling her to ignore the bad behavior, I don't know what other advice to give her. Any help would be greatly appreciated. James. Yeah, thanks for sharing that question, James, and a really challenging situation right there. Um, one positive sign is that the coach is on it, right? It sounds like it's not just a guy asleep at the wheel, um, so he is trying to address it. And, uh, you know, it's one of those situations where you hope that if it gets bad enough that he'll remove them from the team. But you know, like in most situations, it almost feels dramatic, right? It's like this problem is more of a death of a thousand cuts versus just one just awful incident that just can't be tolerated anymore, right? So, um, so anyway, what we need to do here is we need to make sure that your daughter is not allowing herself to be affected by this, right? Because um, I tell my boys, we coach a 10U team, and uh, the word that often comes up is contagious, right? Like hits are contagious, energy is contagious, a good attitude is contagious, a bad energy or a bad attitude is contagious also. And so whenever these girls come into the dugout and they're being negative and they're not being kind, like that attitude is there, right? And it can be very contagious and be easy to brought down, be brought down by that. Um, so in that situation, your daughter has to, uh, she has to change what she does, right? Because we can't sit here and wait for the other girls to change because that's just not going to happen, right? And so this isn't the situation that you wanted, but it's the situation that you got. So how can you make the best out of that? And so I'm going to make up some names here. Let's say if Jessica is the girl that comes in and has problems uh, with her attitude and comes in and throwing her gear, instead of going over there and trying to change Jessica and trying to change the vibe for the whole team, 
just maybe you notice that Kate is hitting, right? And so when, when Kate is hitting in that moment, you say, here we go, Kate, let's bring a different energy to kind of combat that negative energy, right? Let's really cheer on the, uh, another teammate while this is going on, right? Because you're trying to, you know, like I said, if you're just trying to change another person, you're just going to be left uh, you're unsuccessful, right? So it's just how can I not be brought down in this moment? And whatever that looks like, like I said, maybe it's, it's cracking a joke with a teammate in those moments where you feel it starting to uh, come down or, you know, just cheering on the teammates who aren't having a problem. So, so this is one thing that I would really, um, advise to her is just not, don't wait for the situation to improve, allow for her. This is an opportunity for her to improve if that makes sense. So anyway, and then if we get to the end of the season and this is just a problem that continues and you guys need to find a different environment, well, then that's a perfect time for that. But while you're in there, just look for ways that she can improve and make sure that she's keeping her attitude where it needs to be. Now, this next question is from Andrew. My 11 year old is right hand dominant, throws right, golfs right, etc., but bats left. Seems to be leaving power in the box by not getting his left hand through the ball. Mechanically, it's a good swing, but power is lacking. How can we add power or help bring his hands to and through faster and stronger? So, all right, cool. Thanks for the question there. And uh, this is this is really pretty common for the people who are uh, you know left hand or right hand dominant but hit left. And in fact, my son is one of these uh, types of players. We've got. I think two others actually on our team that are the same way. And uh, there's no question that there is a little bit of a disadvantage, especially at that younger age, right? As you get up to 18, 19, you know, high school, college age, then, you know, it's all, all the coordination is kind of where it needs to be. Um, but at the younger ages, 8, 10, 12, um, there's, just, there's just a major difference in your right and left hand. And so one thing that has really helped is doing one-hand drills, right? What we're trying to do here is really just attack this head on, right? Like if you take a miniature bat or you take a regular bat and choke up like at the top of the handle and then just take soft toss or off the tee and just kind of just go ahead and just teach that barrel how to get to the ball with your non-dominant hand. And this, if it's anything like my son and his teammates, uh, this will look awful for a while, right? Like, like it is not pretty when they're trying to do a drill with their non-dominant hand because they're just not strong enough yet, right? But it's just a part of the process. There's no just snap your fingers and fix this, but whether it's, and I was talking to the LSU old, uh, former LSU hitting coach, Jim Schwank, and he was talking about this scenario and he says, man, if that were my son, he goes, I'd have him brushing my teeth left-handed or brushing his teeth, excuse me, uh, brushing his teeth left-handed and drinking water left-handed, just whatever you can do with that left hand to kind of build that uh, coordination would just speed up the process. And uh, forearm drills, one thing I really like is if you take the, you know, pick up a bat and you hold it like a hand, you know, right at the base of the handle, and then you hold it out in front of you and you just turn it kind of like a windshield wiper, you know what I mean? And just really strengthen that hand. And you can put your forearm on your knee if it's like a little bit too intense on the shoulder. Uh, but anyway, but just strengthening up that arm and that side of the body and uh, building up that coordination is really going to help speed that up. So anyway, give that a try. Uh, if if uh, you have any trouble with it, holler back at me. But uh, I think that ought to help you. So thanks a lot. All right, and the question number three was one that came in from a lot of different parents. So I wanted to make sure I, I uh, answered that for you here today. And this one came from Allison, and it says, Hi, Clint. Our son is 10 years old, and he's a talented athlete for a fifth grader with a smiley face emoji, but struggles with laziness and lack of motivation at times. Our question is this. How do we walk the line as parents to both motivate him and help him see the bigger picture, 
but also not push him so hard that he resents the sport and us. We don't want to be those parents, in air quotes, uh, who are living vicariously through our kids. But we want him to not give up when things are falling all over the place. How do we push him but not too hard? Thanks in advance. So, yeah, like I said, this question came in in several different forms where, uh, you know, this is just a real big problem with motivation. And here's the thing is that kids, they want to do well, right? Like they want to play in the major leagues or the NBA or whatever sport that they're playing. Uh, but those actions don't always line up with that, right? And, uh, you know, I think parents get a bad break or I'm sorry, a bad uh, reputation really with, you know, Oh, they just want their kid to get a college scholarship to save them money. And that's just really not been my experience. Maybe we just have a better uh, community here. But, I mean, parents just want the best for their kids. And it's like, hey, I know that you want to do well and you enjoy doing well. And you're going to do better if you practice a little bit more, right? So I'm just trying to help here, but not try to, you know, be the one that's driving this, this desire, right? So there's a few ways that you can approach this, and one of the best ways is to kind of be under the radar about it, right? Because it's sort of delicate, because nobody likes being told what to do. You know, like if you're at a restaurant and you pick up your food, your tray, whatever, and you go to throw it away, and you're walking over there towards the trash can, and somebody says really rudely to you, you know, like, hey, why don't you go throw that away? Go put that in the trash. You'd be like, uh you know what, now I might just go set this right here, you know what I mean, just because you said that, you know, and, uh, and so it's the same way with anything, like nobody wants to be told what to do, there's just a weird feeling about that, so when you tell your kid to practice more, it's often just going to be met with like an eye roll or resistance, even if they kind of know that they should be doing it, they're going to be like, well, since you said that, I'm not going to do it, right, so one thing that has worked well with us is just giving my son opportunities to encounter uh, stories of people who work hard, right? Like Zion Williamson, he used to wake up at 6 a.m. before school and work on his basketball, right? And so we'll talk about that and I'll bring that up. But man, that's a pretty cool, that's a pretty cool story that he did right there, right? And so the one thing that's kind of cool is that that's not out of the ordinary for me to talk about sports. So like if my wife were to do that and she's like, oh, this Zion Williams, is he a football player? Oh, did he, uh, you know, he, I heard he used to get up early and work out. You know what I mean? It'd be like just completely obvious that, you know, she's trying to work him right here. So, so you got to be kind of delicate, but, um, like I said, introducing them to, um, just, just to other people who are having success and working hard and value that. Um, I think Ed Milet's podcast is really good. Um, sometimes he interviews, interviews people and like a swear word, a uh, swear word will come out from time to time. So just kind of heads up on that, but he has some shorter things, um, like little compilations from different interviews that are like 15 minutes long that uh, are just really cool. And I know my son, he's still, you know, like I said, he's 10, uh, my daughter too, like they kind of get worked up about hearing all this sort of thing. And, uh, it's just good to sort of plant that seed and, uh, and, and let somebody else do the talking for you. You know what I mean? And another book that I would recommend is The Way of the Warrior Kid, and that's by Jocko Wilnick. And man, oh man, this was just a fantastic read. Uh, Jocko's got a podcast. He's a former Navy SEAL. And, uh, you know, it just he, he teaches all of the same disciplines that you want your family or your kid to have, but he does it through a story, right? There's a little boy, he encounters a bully and he wants a new bike, but he didn't take care of his old bike, right? And he's not in good shape. And so his former Navy SEAL uncle comes to stay with them. And uh, anyway, 
all throughout the story, you know, me and my son read it together. It's really brief. It's really good for, you know, like eight to 12, 13, might be a little bit too youngish for older kids. Um, but man, like just taking care of your things. I mean, just really had an impact on my son actually made me want to, I think I went and cleaned my truck up a little bit after reading one of the chapters, you know what I mean? So, um, anyway, but just encountering more stories of people that they look up to and pointing out how hard they worked. And one more example that I'll give here is that, uh, you know, one thing that my son, he'll play basketball too, and he would fall down after almost every jump shot, whether somebody fouled him or not. That's just kind of his habit. And uh, we're Golden State Warriors fans. I'm from California originally, and uh, it's been a, a tough, tough life as a Warrior fan up until these last five years, which has been amazing. But uh, anyway, watching Steph, watching all these guys who, you know, are looking to get the and one uh, has had its effect on my son. And he really thinks it's fun to kind of fall. And, you know, it's just kind of like the drama of it. And I hate it. I just can't stand it. Right. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God, I just feel like that's just not the trait I want my son to have. And uh, there's a guy on the Warriors named Clay Thompson. And Clay is kind of like exactly what you would want from your kid. He doesn't get overly emotional. He doesn't, you know, over dramatize anything. He's extremely tough. And, you know, he, he's, you know, uh, he even tore his ACL in the NBA finals, if you saw that, and came back and shot the free throws, right? And wanted to stay in the game to play defense, but they called a timeout so that he could, uh, you know, get out and, you know, go have surgery on his knee and everything else. But just his lack of complaining, his lack of uh, whining about it was something that that was just an opportunity that I could tell my son about, like, man, look how tough Clay is. You know what I mean? Like, he had every excuse in the book to give up, to give in, you know, to just throw in the towel, but he decided that he was going to stick through it. You know, he was going to dig a little deeper and get, get the job done. And so just little stories like that. I mean, it's not anything that like, oh, okay, now all of a sudden my son just will not, you know, fall down after a jump shot or whatever like that. But all these things kind of plant seeds that I think you can kind of see can add up over time. And there's one more thing I want to share on this topic, and this will be the last one, is there's a book called The Conscious Parent by Shafali Sawberry, and that's T-S-A-B-A-R-Y, Shafali Sawberry. And I saw, I saw her on a, I think it was like Oprah Super Soul Sunday or something like that, and I was just blown away by uh, her message. And it's, she's got a ton of followers online now. You should check it out. But uh, her big message is that our kids are here to teach us about things that we need to improve, right? And so if you were to write down a list of things that you want your kid to get better at, that uh, that is something that you should now take that list and go in the mirror and read it to yourself, right? Like it's almost a reflection of things that we're not happy about. And so, I, and this has been true in my life too. And I'll, uh, this is really weird advice. I'm gonna preface this right now saying this is like abstract. But uh, I know one thing like with, you know, with my kids, one thing that I don't like is that if, if they're out there on the field and, uh, or the court, wherever they are, and they're just, they're holding themselves back. Right. And that's almost, I'd say a hundred percent of the parents, you guys probably listening, who've already, you know, been through the bulletproof hitter kind of share that, like you can deal with all the failures, but man, I hate to see you hold yourself back. You know what I mean? And you just, just give yourself your best shot every time. And, uh, and so, I really started thinking about that and, and we were dealing with the thing with uh, my son where I was like, man, I just feel like he could, he could just go after it a little bit more. And I was looking at myself like, okay, what could I be going after? Right. 
And this was, we had started baseball notes and this was getting traction. And I had had some ideas for like some funny videos and, uh, I didn't want to do them right because you don't want to be funny and then you're not funny. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like, okay, that's just not what I do. But I just kind of had these ideas that I knew would do pretty well if they worked. And even the podcast was something that I was like, you know what? I think the podcast would be a really helpful tool for people, uh, but I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I just didn't want to be the guy that was out there, uh, you know, putting myself out there, I guess. And so I was like, you know what? This is not a good example for my kid, right? And maybe, maybe if I go and I do these things and I don't hold myself back and let it just fail or succeed based on its own merit and not on me just you know, trying to kind of play small a little bit, maybe, you know, maybe that'll be good. And so we actually shot a video, a friend of mine and uh, some, some of our friend's kids, and maybe you've seen it where, you know, my son is, is the dad and my buddy Matt is the hitter and you know what I mean? The roles are reversed. And so anyway, it's got like almost a million views on Facebook at this point and it's done really well. And right around that time, almost that exact time actually, uh, that we decided to film that video and put that out, um, I saw a massive change in my son's performance. And I kid you not, I know it sounds like a coincidence, but these are things that that Dr. Shafali teaches that, you know, once we make changes in ourselves, that these things will improve with our children, right? And so I was just like, okay, that sounds just like wacky, right? Like that's just wacky. However, I did this and saw different results. So I'm not saying that you have something to address, but maybe if you have something with your kid that you're worried about their work at work ethic and you feel like they're being lazy about something or they're just not kind of going after what they say they want, you know, maybe there's something that, that in your life that's trying to kind of get your attention. Like, Hey, you said you wanted, you know, to get in better shape and yet you're not kind of following through with that. You know what I mean? Or maybe there's something there. Maybe there's not, I don't know, but I just wanted to share that. And I know I was kind of hesitant to share this advice because it's just so weird, right? Like I get it. This is weird, but I want to just kind of introduce that thought to you and say, Hey, maybe that's going to help out. So anyway, take that for what it's worth. Dr. Shafali Sawberry, S-H-E-F-A-L-I, T-S-A-B-R-B-A-R-Y. So really cool lady. And uh, anyway, I invite you for you to check that out. But anyway, that's going to be all the time that we have for today. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, we'll, we'll keep doing this for future podcasts. And these are really kind of fun. So if your kids have any questions, that would be ideal. I would love to be answering some questions from some kids on some things they're going through right now. And uh, yeah, via email, clint at baseballnotes.co. Again, Clint at baseballnotes.co or through the Facebook page or even Instagram. Um, I'll, I'll try to answer every question that I can. Might not make the podcast, but uh, I'll try to get back to you and help you out where I can. So anyway, thanks for taking the time with us today and uh, go get them.